Hey talkers, welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. Keep Talking is the best program for you to reach an advanced level of English by practicing every day. That's why since July 2021, we've had a new podcast episode every day because we want to give you something to listen to every day. Most of these daily episodes are short, maybe only 10 minutes, although a few are much longer, especially the ones where we speak with special guests. Most of the episodes are in English. Some are in a mix of English and Spanish, and in a few, we only speak in Spanish. We also have the occasional throwback episode, where we play a previously recorded Instagram Live. Sometimes we give tips on how to improve your English, while other times we talk about a wide variety of topics. I hope you enjoy the podcast, and check out keeptalking.co to sign up for a free trial interaction with Keep Talking and to learn more about our memberships. And hey, if you've been listening to Keep Talking Podcast for a while and you like our content, please share our podcast with a friend who you know would like it too. Thanks in advance, and now on to the show. What's up, talkers? In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the biggest difference between you and me culturally. La diferencia más grande entre tú y yo en términos culturales de nuestra cultura. See? Now, of course, I don't even know who you are specifically. I don't know anything about you, but I assume if you follow Keep Talking Podcast, you're probably a native Spanish speaker who is improving your English, right? You come from a Latino or maybe from Spain as well, but from a Spanish-speaking background, and you are practicing your English every day, which is great, right? Now, me... I'm someone who I speak Spanish, right? But I'm from the U.S. I come from, well, an English-speaking, um, you know, United States culture, right? And particularly with me, I'm someone, as you can see by the fact that we have an episode every day, I'm someone who really values things like discipline, commitment, even, you know, work, if you could say that. Um, I know like doing this podcast is not work, but basically the idea of committing to something and doing it every day. Practicando algo todos los días. No sé. Sí, disciplina, compromiso, hacer, hacer tu tarea todos los días. Sí. And now, that's not to say that people from Spanish-speaking countries don't do that, but there is definitely more of a focus, much more of a focus in Spanish-speaking countries on things like family. There's much more of a focus on people, relaciones personales con diferentes personas. See, now, of course, m most people from the United States and even myself, we value our families. We do have, you know, we value friendships and relationships with people, but we do not do it as much as people in Latin America, in general, in general, right? So this is probably the biggest cultural difference, in my opinion, is that someone like me who was raised, I'm not sure if it makes a big difference what part of the United States you were raised in, but someone like me who was raised in the Midwest to kind of, uh, you know, you could call it a middle class or an upper middle class family, but just a family that really values hard work. Right, like both of my parents, when I was growing up, used to work maybe 50 or 60 hours a week. And they had pretty good jobs, you know, but like the value is around 
work, right? And I just did an episode where I talked about la cultura laboral de los Estados Unidos, right? And so check that one out if you missed it. But basically, the idea is that here in the United States, as you've probably heard, we focus more on things like individual achievements, rewarding hard work on an individual basis, right? The people that are the most hardworking, the most disciplined are the ones who are are most valued by our culture, typically. Now, of course, I'm generalizing. Estoy hablando, estoy generalizando, sí. But in general, that's kind of the way it is. En la cultura latina es muy diferente, en mi opinión. Sí, hay mucho más enfoque en la familia, en las relaciones personales, inter, intrapersonales, interpers, interpersonales. Tus relaciones con otras personas, ¿me entienden? Um, and I would say that that's the biggest difference. Now, let me give you a couple of examples, right? So I may have said this on the podcast before, but I have a friend who is from Mexico, um, mexicano que vivió aquí por cuatro años mientras estaba estudiando en la universidad. Y es buen amigo hoy en día, hablo con él de vez en cuando. De hecho, estuvo en el podcast antes. Se llama David Romanowski o Dr. David Romanowski. Es un psicólogo. Hicimos un episodio hace como un año sobre adicciones y pueden verlo. Es, la mayoría hablábamos en inglés porque su inglés es, es, está muy bien. Um, pero pueden ver este episodio si quieren y si están interesados o si tienen alguna adicción o conocen a alguien con alguna adicción. Él es un especialista en esto. So, shout out, Romita, David Romanowski. But anyway, he and I were talking one time and one big thing that he said that really stood out to me is that how did he say it? Sí, güey, en los Estados Unidos ni siquiera conoces a tu vecino. And I kind of stopped and I was like, you know, it's crazy, but he's, he's right. Es verdad. O sea, sí, obviamente, si vives en una casa o cualquier lugar en los Estados Unidos y llevas mucho tiempo viviendo allá, años, sí vas a saber cómo se llaman tus vecinos y tal vez saludarles de vez en cuando. Pero realmente pasar tiempo y hablar con ellos de verdad, de verdad. Sobre la vida y sobre cosas profundas, no, <risa> casi nunca. Sí existe eso, pero muy pocas personas en los Estados Unidos son así. Sí, yo no conozco a mis vecinos, bueno, porque acabo de mudar dos o tres veces en los últimos años y tal vez eso es mi excusa que no me ha dado tiempo. <risa> Estoy pasando demasiado tiempo grabando podcasts. Um, but anyway, this is a big, big difference, right? In you know Latino America, for the most part, people are very friendly with their neighbors. They like to talk to everybody more and more. Here in the United States, we just don't do that that this that much, and this is something that we need to start changing. I'm not sure it's because if it's because of like a fear of other people, it might even be like a cultural problem, right? Where you know, from the moment we're children in the United States, our parents always tell us, "Don't talk to strangers. Don't talk to strangers. No hables con personas desconocidas." See. And I think that in general, people in Latino America grow up with less fear of strangers. It just in my opinion, I don't know. But anyway, so that's definitely a, a huge difference. And that was one example when he said that. I'm like, yeah, that's verdad. Nosotros ni siquiera conocemos a nuestros vecinos aquí en mi país. <laughs> Another big example was um, I have a friend who he has tiene una novia colombiana. Sí. 
que vive aquí ahora. But there's this idea we have of a nursing home. Now, if you're not familiar with a nursing home, es como un hogar para ancianos, digamos. I don't know if that's a politically correct way to say it, but right. But it's a place where people go to receive nursing care, you know, when typically older people who are 70, 80 years old, or even, you know, once they reach a certain age, They go there because they really can't take care of themselves very well and they need a nurse to help them with certain things all day. And some people live there for years and years, right? They're not like dying. They just need some help with things, right? And so we have these nursing homes in the United States that are filled with, well, to say it non-politically correctly, they're filled with a lot of old people and nurses who help them. Now, my friend's girlfriend, a Colombiana, she heard about this <laughs> and Or actually, was it, I'm going to make this guy sound like a real uh, player now, but actually, I think it was the previous girlfriend he had, who was actually from a different country. She was from Lebanon. So I'm throwing you under the bus, Jordan. Or maybe you just, maybe you'll appreciate that if you listen to this. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, I think it was actually his previous girlfriend that said this. But I'm sure the current one from Colombia would probably agree as well, is that what is this idea of a nursing home? Es como decirle a tu mamá o tu papá, ok, mamá o papá, bueno, ya necesitas ayuda con ciertas cosas. ¿Vas a venir a mi casa? No, no vas a venir a mi casa. Te voy a mandar a un hogar, un lugar para ancianos donde un, una enfermera te va a cuidar. Porque yo no quiero. Now, part of the issue here is that unfortunately in the United States we do have this work culture that I've talked about where People are just so busy, typically, that they would say, well, I don't, there's no way I could take care of my mother or my father while I'm doing my job. Now, that's a bad excuse, I think, right? But we'll see, you know, at this point, both of my parents are in pretty good health. They don't need that kind of care. We'll see if I step up to the plate, if and when they need at some point. But the point is, it's really interesting when you think about it. It's like, yeah, what is this? The idea of a nursing home, when you look at it from a non-U.S. perspective, it's like, what? There's this place, instead of having your children take care of you once you reach a certain age, they instead will pay Like tip, I mean, I can't even think of who pays for it. Um, it's not necessarily them paying for it. it. You know, maybe the state, social security. I don't even know. Ni siquiera sé cómo se paga. Sí. Pero básicamente ellos prefieren que tú, como un, may un mayor o una mayor de edad, que ya necesita ayuda con unas cositas, que te quedes en un lugar donde una enfermera te cuida, un grupo de enfermeras, enfermeros, y estás con otras personas casi abandonadas por sus familias, y obviamente no es tan sencillo, sí, o sea, proveen ayuda, a veces los visitan, sí, but just that idea, I think, doesn't even, like, exist in many countries. It definitely didn't seem to exist in, you know, Lebanon, for example, where this one girl was from, because, yeah, she just thought about this idea, and she was like, what? That's so mean. Why would you, you know, don't you value your mother and your father and your family? Give them a place to stay with you, right? Let them come into your home or find a place where you can live together and help take care of them with the things that they need. So I don't know. Yeah, it just kind of made me think because that is really, you know, it's, it, 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 I think the idea of nursing homes, in my humble opinion, goes to show that we don't value our families that much in the United States. Um, like I said, we have a great culture for many things. We have a great culture for innovation. We have a great culture 
just in, if you want to achieve things, whether whether it's in business or in school, you know, well, the universities are a whole other topic. There are some problems there, in my opinion. But it's a great culture for individual achievement. It's not a great culture for being a family person. But I sh I'm speaking generally. There are a lot of Americans, a lot of people from my country who are amazing with their families. There really are. But in general, I would say that Latino Americanos, that probably wasn't politically correct either, Latinos, whatever, Latinx, whatever it's called these days, personas de Latino America, um, tienen un mejor enfoque en la familia. All right, talkers, that's all I got for today. We'll talk again soon. Peace. Thanks for listening, talkers. Remember that Keep Talking is the best program for you to reach an advanced level of English. Go to keeptalking.co to sign up for your free trial if you haven't already. And remember to share this podcast with a friend who you think would like it as well. Heck, don't just share it with one friend. Share it all over social media. Let's